Welcome to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast from CBS Sports. One, one pitch. Fastball pulled and Got a fantasy question? Email fantasybaseball at cbsi.com. Get ready to win your league. Where fantasy becomes reality. Now, here's Adam, Scott, Heath, and Chris. The final week of the fantasy baseball season. It is championship time. And Scott White, I start with a question for you. And the question is, why? Why? Why are we playing this week? Why are we playing this week other than Roto Leagues? People, stop playing this week. This is week 17 of the NFL season. This is the same. This is much worse. Much worse. Why are you eh, playing? I don't know that it's much, much worse. worse. I think it's a little better. No. I I am fine. I I like counting the whole season. I like having the full stat line, knowing I got credit for it. It's just the completionist in me, maybe, but I like it. I think... When it's a head-to-head league and you do the two-week playoff length instead of one week for a matchup, it it helps it helps to you know it helps reduce some of the weirdness that you're going to encounter in terms of the impact it's going to make at the final outcome. But you know, I don't I don't mind having to having to you know being put on my my heels a little bit eh. and having to uh, you know get a little more creative. Really, you, there's so much we just really don't know. works. It works the ba- fantasy baseball manager muscle a bit. I like it. Well, a little bit, but at the same time, you know, you might start a guy and he might get pulled after four innings, and you have absolutely no control mm-hmm. over that. You know, it could per- be particularly in modern MLB. That's true, anyway. <laughs> that that is true. Um, all right, so anyway, you all are playing. So instead of bitching about it, why don't we help you out? I want to wish everybody good luck this week. Let's get that win. And Bill from Palm Desert, California, wrote us a very nice email, and I want to give a special shout-out to him. He is in the championship, Scott, for the first time in six years. So good luck to everybody, but great luck to Bill. Good luck good luck, contestant of the day is Bill from Palm Desert. Yeah. You know, if it was an even distribution of people playing in championship games and it was a 12-team league, first championship game in six years would be right on pace. But that's true. probably be ahead of pace if you're listening to us. Yeah, that's right. So Bill must be a first-time listener. That must be the case. Uh, <laughs> Scott, do we have an update on two-start pitchers? Uh, sure. Yeah, we have an update as of yesterday, and it's still, it's still. I can't recommend anybody with great confidence. I, I, the most, uh, the one I was most confident in is Derek Holland because I figured, okay, the Giants—they don't have any young arms. They're trying to work in. They're not resting up for the playoffs. Derek Holland should be going twice, but one of their beat writers uh, seemed to suggest there will be a pitcher making. There will be a sixth pitcher worked into the rotation for this week. So I'm not counting on Derek Holland. His first matchup against is against the Padres. So you know it, it's probably not the end of the world if you if you put him in your lineup and he doesn't make two starts. But like I said on Friday, you should not really be counting on any pitcher to make two starts this week just because we have no idea what kind of curveballs are going to be thrown and like just start your best pitchers all right and if you don't if you've been relying on two start sleepers to fill in the gaps in your pitching staff believe it or not adam despite my insistence that they don't actually exist this week 
might be a good week for one start sleepers. Oh yeah, we've got them. We've got some. Actually, not that many one start streamers from over the weekend, but there are there are some that we can recommend. You know, I was just looking at you know a guy like Corey Kluber, right? Kluber scheduled to make two starts. What can we expect from him in the second one? Because they're out, they're headed to the postseason. I looked at Clayton Kershaw last year. Kershaw uh, pitched the second to last game of the season. And they did not play in the wild card game last year. They they won the division. He threw four innings. Now he actually struggled a little bit. It was at Colorado. He threw four innings, gave up seven hits, three runs. He threw fifty seven pitches. I feel like they would have left him in a little bit longer. I don't know the circumstances of the game, but you might, you might get that from Kluber. A little tune up start. I, I need a bonus. If you're assuming one start and he gives you a bonus four innings to end the week, right? It's not a bad thing. That's the way you need to look at it. Right. Sure. Um, okay, so we've got a lot of tough calls this week. We gotta send a big thank you to, uh, one of our sponsors. SeatGeek, been sponsoring the show for a few years now. I hope you all have been able to take advantage of it. And by the way, we're gonna have off-season podcasts, so this won't be the last time I tell you about SeatGeek, luckily, but also at, once a week. So, you know, we're podcasting today, that's it for this week. We'll be back next week and the week after, once a week. Uh, going forward until January, then we'll ramp it up a little bit. But, you know, SeatGeek is the best ticketing app. SeatGeek helps you find tickets at a discount, and we're giving you an even bigger discount. We're giving you 20 bucks off your first purchase with the promo code FANTASY. 20 bucks off your first purchase on SeatGeek. So what does SeatGeek do? What makes it so special? Well, first of all, I have it, so that makes it special. But two, it searches multiple sites for you, so you don't have to do it yourself. You don't have to go to site one, two, three, four, five, looking for the best deals, looking for the best bargains. SeatGeek will do that work for you, save you time, save you money, grade every ticket based on value, and you will immediately be able to identify the best seats that fit your budget. And every purchase you make on SeatGeek is fully guaranteed. So do what I do and use SeatGeek. I have used it for so many different types of live events. I am going to be using it again shortly, hopefully for some Yankees playoff tickets. Won't be at the wild card game, but hopefully after that I'll get to see them lose to the Red Sox. Uh, get on that app and use the promo code FANTASY. For 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. All right, let's make some tough calls, Scott. Can we start Trevor Bauer this week, who apparently is going to make two starts, but he only threw 34 pitches last time. Can we start Trevor Bauer? Uh, is he going to make two starts? I don't have him on my two-start list, so that's news to me. Well, he, they, yeah, I think so. I think he's pitching tomorrow. I would guess those two starts combined for a single start's worth of innings. I probably, I, I don't think I would. I don't think I'd start him. Bauer, okay. Can you start Ross Stripling? He has thrown exactly three and a third innings in each of his last three appearances. One start this week, either at Arizona or at San Francisco. I would not. No Stripling. Can you start Chris Sale? Now he was, they were going to let him th- throw five innings in his last start. It's just he was so inefficient through three and a third. That he he uh, he reached his seventy five pitch max before he could get through five. Uh, I I think I'd be inclined to start him. I think he's going to go long enough to get get a win potentially. Can you start James Paxton, who also yep. is trying to make two starts this week? Yep, yep. Oh. I think the fact that he's at least in theory in line for two starts, and you know it's not going to be a situation where they're resting him for the playoffs. I think I would. Yeah, I'm just a little nervous coming off a three-week layoff, coming back from pneumonia. Yeah, Oakland I'd feel I'd feel worse if it was just one start, and I know I've been saying 
treat everybody like they're making one start, but I'll make an exception for Paxton. Okay. Can you start a role as Chapman? No. All right, then. Uh, I don't know that you can start any Yankees closer. I think they're going to want to use him in the ninth before the playoffs start. Yeah. Uh, ramping he, him up. Did He didn't pitch yesterday, did he? He had no. he had an outing, I believe it was. Saturday, Friday. he pitched like the seventh inning and. It was terrible, and then Dylan, Dylan Batances got the save the next day. Uh, okay, wait, no, I think he, I think he Thursday was terrible, and he was okay, okay. last time out. I missed but the he threw, was throwing. Sorry, like, I think uh, Chapman was throwing about ninety-five miles per hour. He threw yeah, a scoreless that's... inning um, in a non-save situation on Saturday. He struck out two, but the, he says he's not worried about the velocity. It does seem too dicey to start him. I just wonder if you're going to yeah. start Batances yeah. or anybody. No, I mean he's. It, it's going to be interesting. the The end of the end for Chapman is going to come fast because the way his the lack of movement on his fastball when it's not ninety nine hundred, it's not good. Slider's gotten pretty good this year, though. That's good. Yeah. So something to keep in mind. Um, can you start? Let's go to the hitters. Can you start Jose Ramirez, who has been batting one seventy four in September? Yes. He's been playing pretty regularly. I mean, I, I even backed off of the – on Friday I was talking about sending Michael Brantley potentially, and then he had a huge weekend where he started every game. So I I, I would not treat my Red Sox, Indians, Braves uh, – who else? Astros. There are going to be other teams on the verge of clinching. The Astros. Yeah, I would not treat them any differently. You wouldn't, huh? No. Nope. Interesting. Okay. Uh, can you start Josh Donaldson? He has started five of the last six games for Cleveland. I would rather not, but they're they're especially motivated to give him at bats. I would think. Can you start Aaron Judge? He sat on Sunday, but he uh, had been in the lineup pretty regularly regularly before that. But just three for twenty so far with one double since coming back. It'd probably just be a five outfielder league where I started him. Aaron Judge. Can you this one's easy. Can you start Chris Bryant, who missed Sunday's game with shoulder fatigue? Yeah, I don't feel good about that one. Hell no. Can you start Carlos Correa? He hasn't played in six days due to a back issue. And since coming back from the DL, he's batting like one seventy five. Yeah, he's been a uh, he's been a mess. He, I don't I, I don't know that he's he, he's not right. Right. I would not start him. Carlos Correa. Hope this pushes down his draft value next year. He's clearly playing hurt. Uh, this next category, Scott, is called No Way, Jose. And it's about Jose Barrios and Jose Quintana, and they were both terrible this weekend. Would you start <laughs> either one? And there's reason to start both. I mean, Barrios is going to have either Detroit or the White Sox. Mm-hmm. And Quintana had uh, been really good in his previous six starts. Well, I mean, Barrios had turned things around pretty well, too. Not for as long as Quintana, not a six-start stretch like that. Uh, but, yeah, who's, do you know who Quintana's facing? Yeah, Pittsburgh. With Pittsburgh. A good chance he'll be without Starling Marte. He left with a uh, decent chance. He left with a calf injury on Sunday. i definitely start Barrios. I wouldn't automatically start Quintana, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't steer clear of him based on his weekend outing. By the way, we've got a lot of emails in the inbox. People need championship help. We do have a sec- a segment carved out at the end of the show for your emails. We've got to get you the news and notes. 
D.D. Gregorius, he tore cartilage in his wrist, and he may be out for the year. You definitely are not starting him if you're looking for a replacement. Don't, I mean, a Denny Echevarria can't hit, but he might play more. But Neil Walker might be someone in a deeper league that could get you some at-bats this week. They've got seven games. Scott Service did not commit to another start for Marco Gonzalez, so you probably want to avoid him. Joe Musgrove will not pitch again this season. He has a stress, rea- a stress reaction in his pelvic bone. Sounds painful. Charlie Morton. All right, so let's look at the Astros rotation. Charlie Morton left with shoulder discomfort. Framber Valdez replaced him and pitched great in relief. Valdez, <laughs> it was his best outing of the year. <laughs> Valdez was expected to start on Wednesday. Uh, what what happens now in the Astros rotation? From what I understand, as we had been suspecting would be the case even before this happened, Josh James is going to make a start the final week of the season, and he is one of my top one-start sleepers, one-start streamers for the final week, going against the Blue Jays. I believe it's on Tuesday, maybe on Wednesday. But rebuilding club he's going against. He had uh, seven strikeouts in under six innings. In his last start with 16 swinging strikes, at 13.5 strikeouts per nine of the minors, well more than a strikeout per inning during his time in majors. And that seems like a matchup you'll want to take advantage of. Josh James. All right. Yeah, that's going to be somebody that uh, I saw Scott added him in one of our Roto Leagues. Definitely somebody you can look at. Josh James. Uh, James, I think it's Joshua, right, on our website? In our On our website, it's Joshua, yeah, but he goes by Josh. I'm sure by next year it'll be Josh. As mentioned, Starling Marte left Sunday's game with a calf injury. Xander Bogarts left Sunday's game with a sore shoulder. Bogarts says he's fine. They're, I think, one win away from locking up the number one seed. So Bogarts is going to be a bit of a headache because they're going to rest their guys. Um, Trevor Story is getting close to a return. That's a tough call, Scott. What are you going to yeah. do about Story? Uh, um, I would be inclined to sit both him and Bogarts unless it was a really deep league where it's just a total scrub. You'd be starting at shortstop. Hey, by the way, um, is James going to make two starts this week? Just one, because they want they want Charlie Morton to make another start, and even if they didn't, he's not going to make. Are you kidding? He's not going to make another start. They're lying. No. He's hurt. Okay. He is even hurt. even if they even if he wasn't, uh, I think they would give Fromber Valdez another start. Yeah. So I would not I would not be expecting two starts for James. Okay. Yeah, look, I mean, maybe Morton. Uh, maybe. But I, I mean, <laughs> You'll look, he, he already, well, you know, I was a stupid reaction, but he already went on the DL with a shoulder issue. He left with shoulder discomfort. Like, yeah. this seems very scary. Well, to be clear, I'm not starting Charlie Morton. Yeah, yeah. Personally. But the Astros are at least saying they want to give him another start. Francisco Cervelli is expected to return today. Andrelton Simmons day-to-day with a knee issue. Kyle Schwarber was able to DH this weekend, but I would not start him because he may not be able to play the outfield this week. Cody Allen being rested is expected to pitch today. Josh Hader set a record for most strikeouts by a left-handed reliever. And what was so interesting is, like, I figured Josh Hader must have broken a record that was, like, five years old, you know, because so many strikeouts. No, he Mm -hmm. broke a record that was set in 1974 by John Hiller. Most strikeouts by a left-handed reliever in a season. Who, I'm gonna guess John Hiller had a lot more innings. Uh, I would assume. 
Uh, who is going to be resting starters this week? The the Phillies are going to be resting as Drupal Cabrera and Wilson Ramos. And the Diamondbacks could rest their veterans. And that's all I've seen. It doesn't mean that's it. That's the only situation. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I don't I know what that means. I looked up John Hiller. Oh, yeah. I looked up John Hiller. Oh, yeah. You want this? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He made 59 relief appearances in 1974. He had a 17 and 14 record. What? <laughs> out of the bullpen, 17 and 14. He threw 150 innings. Wow, 50. You make 59 appearances or whatever you said this year. You're, you're pitching like 64 innings. Yeah. Uh, but Scott, it, it, Arizona could rest their veterans. You know. Yeah. Goldschmidt. What do we do? Well, how much are they going to rest them? I, I mean, are they going to? What does that even mean? Scott's cell phone makes I an appearance. Know, I know. This is my wife, too. She should know better. Well, you um, could always just put it on vibrate, you know. I I could. I could. But it's I'm, a little late for that. Yeah, it's a little late. Plus, it's, you know. People, yeah, he's a guest on the show at this point. The guest on, yeah. Yeah, we like that. All right. It's muted now. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I don't know. I wouldn't sit Goldschmidt. That's too high end. If you want to sit like Pollock. Who has been give, look? You've been probably been looking for excuses to sit anyway. Um, who, who else is there who might be of some? I don't know. David Peralta. Yeah. Cattell Marte. No, Cattell Marte would not qualify as a veteran that they'd sit. I don't know. I, I don't know what their roster depth is like where they can sit these guys. But yeah, I mean, plus like, are they are they just giving up? They haven't been mathematically eliminated yet. Oh, uh, they haven't. All right, I, I thought they were done. Well, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Let me let me check the standings here. You know, they were in first of... place, I believe, on September first. They've had a terrible month. Okay, you know what? They are. Yeah, they're, they're eight six out. Games, they're six games back of the second wild card spot, and eight out of the division. They're yeah, done. So, okay, fair enough. They they probably haven't been eliminated yet, but one win or loss by you know them or you you know what I mean. Magic yeah. magic number. Oh no, they are eliminated. They have a little e next to their name. He gone. Go. He gone. Just like Hawk Harrelson, who's dude, retiring. Um, just a fun stat. Wei Yin Chen has a one sixty two ERA at home and a nine twenty nine ERA on the road. I can't remember seeing anything like that. Uh, and he'll be on the road this week. So nope. And sit Tyler Skaggs because the guy is throwing like three innings and he's not pitching well. Scott, yeah. do you have one uh, hitter or one pitcher to add? Is your pitcher Josh James? My pitcher, sure, Josh James. I also have another one-start sleeper who I like a lot, and it's one I've been hesitant to advise people adding for over a month now. That's Rinaldo Lopez, who's final... Had another great start over the weekend against the Cubs. Seven innings for the fourth time in five starts. He's been a strikeout per inning during that stretch. And the final week, he gets the Twins, who've not been a great hitting team. Uh, great. Yeah, no, I was. he was one of my one-star streamers as well, Ronaldo Lopez. And he is plenty available, 58% owned. And starting to get some more strikeouts, more swinging strikes, 12% swinging strike rate in his last five starts, seven innings in four of his last five starts. I'm not sure if Scott said all of those things, but. No, I didn't. Okay, uh, Mondesi, Adalberto Mondesi, I, I don't, I actually don't love the matchups, but he just keeps homering or stealing. Like every day, it seems like he has one or the other, and a lot of times both. So, it's been too productive to pass up, I think. Uh, I also like, 
Malik Smith and Jeff. Um, we can't say these guys anymore. We've said them every show. I'm going to give a new name. Okay. I had a new name coming too, but go okay, ahead. Okay, good. Victor Robles. He has let off ah. six of the last seven games for the Nationals. He is barely owned. He's hitting okay. He's hitting okay. Victor Robles. Uh, and they have pretty good matchups. They actually closed the season at Coors Field. Ooh, fun. But at, he's he's been playing a lot because Adam Eaton's knee is banged up, and I don't know if that's going to last all week. Maybe it does, but um, that's contributed to it. The what the name I was going to say is Williams Estudio. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Who I actually did add in a couple leagues. One where I had struggled to find a worthwhile Evan Gaddis replacement. Obviously, Gaddis not playing much anymore. And another where I don't want to take the chance on Francisco Cervelli's health. A studio has started six of the Twins' past nine games behind the plate. He has struck out twice his entire time in the majors. His career high across minor nine minor league seasons for strikeouts was 20. And that gives him an awfully high floor at a position where there's not a lot you can feel good about. Batting average, you know, he's well over 300. Um, and he's playing a lot, so... Yeah, Studio, I think, is worth starting in any kind of format. Scott, I'm going to tell you something really exciting. This is going to be a huge day for me. For the first time ever, I think I am going to cook two Blue Apron meals in the same day. Whoa. And I'm really excited for that because I had three. I get three meals every week from Blue Apron, and they come on Mondays. So the package might be here already. I'll tell you what I'm getting. But I still have one left over from last week. It's a great pasta dish. Going to make that for lunch. Then I'm going to make some dinner. I love Blue Apron. Please go to blueapron.com slash fantasybaseball and get your first three meals free. I'm going to tell you what some of the recipes are. You can have dinner in as little as 20 minutes. They have made the recipes quicker, uh, easier to make, and still just as incredible, just as delicious, just as much variety. You can choose chef-designed recipes. They deliver fresh, seasonally-inspired ingredients. And again, you can cook incredible meals in as little as 20 minutes. There was a Bob's Burgers meal uh, last week uh, was the absentee shallot burger. It was really, really good. Uh, really fun burger to make. Uh, so here's what I'm getting this week on Blue Apron. Cheesy beef baguettes with roasted carrots and spicy ranch, and I'm going to make it without the spice. You can always customize like that. You don't have to put the spicy ingredients in. Looks like there are some mushrooms in there too. That one's going to be great. Summer vegetable gnocchi with creamy chili sauce. And feta and olive pizza. I can't express to you how good the pizzas are. They are the my favorite thing there. It's some of the best pizza I've ever had. Uh, feta and olive pizza, that's going to be one of our meals as well. Next week we got burgers, chicken and brown rice bowls, spicy beef and gnocchi. So it's great stuff. There's a lot of different things you can choose from, a lot of variety. You can do meats. You can do vegetarian options. You can do fish. I don't do the fish. And uh, I think you're going to love it. Go to blueapron.com slash fantasybaseball. Blueapron.com slash fantasybaseball. Get your first three meals free. Please give it a shot. You'll be hooked. BlueApron.com slash fantasy baseball. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. One start streamers. Scott mentioned Ronaldo Lopez. I got a few more names to throw out. How about Luis Castillo? He will get either Kansas City or Pittsburgh this week, depending on if they are five man or six man this week. Scott Luis Castillo. I would start him. Yeah, he's been pitching pretty well lately. Um, Tyler Glass now could get the Yankees this week. That would be a home start. Or Toronto. 
Well, he'd rather be Toronto, but either way, that's I, – I don't think it's an automatic start, you know, cause, just because of the chances the Yankees. But I think in most leagues, he'll be worth starting. Yeah, and ironically, the Blue Jays have actually kind of roughed him up a little bit, but he had six innings, three runs over the weekend at Toronto. He'll take that with a strikeout mm-hmm. inning. Yep. And then there's Brad Keller, who has a tough matchup. He has Cleveland this weekend. But how many Indians are going to be starting in that game? How many How many of their regulars? Uh, you know, something to keep in mind. Would you go with Brad Keller is now 51% owned pitching well? No, I don't think I would with that matchup. We got a lot of use out of him, even though he hasn't been much of a bat misser. Obviously, ground balls have had a great deal to do with it, and he'd been more of a bat misser recently. It kind of changed with this Tiger start. Uh, but you know, if 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 you can't get Castillo, if you can't get Reynaldo Lopez or uh, or Josh James, there are a couple interesting options from the weekend. They're kind of scary. I'd rather not do them. But if you're in a bind, it's not the craziest idea. One of them is Trevor Richards of the Marlins. No who way. Bounce. I understand. They bounce back from from a rough stretch. A rough stretch. Seven, the, the roughest se- stretch of ever. Seven three hit innings, nine strikeouts, uh, nineteen swinging strikes, fifteen on the changeup. The changeup is a world beater when it's on, and he gets the Mets this week. Who are good, by he, the way. That's not an <laughs> well, easy matchup anymore. Fair enough. Um, I hope I've but, talked everybody out of Trevor Richards. Uh, which might be the right thing. I, like I said, I'd rather not start him, but I think it's it's worth putting out there. The other is Cody Reed, who is facing the Royals, and he has 16 strikeouts over his past two starts with a really good slider. Uh, again, I'd rather not do it, but if you're hard up for pitching and some of these more obvious options aren't available, it might be the best you can do. Yeah, actually, Derek, we'll have more names too, because those are good options. Um, but I, you know, I went through obviously everybody who pitched over the weekend. I think like Ryan Barucki, you can make a case for. I think he's facing the Rays this weekend. He's pitched against them twice lately, and he's been pretty solid. Uh, Andrew Suarez got. A, I think he has the Dodgers though. But yeah, we'll go through it, Scott. I got a whole bunch of names on the list. You know how we do it here on uh, Monday mornings. Let's talk about bullpens. And the most interesting one to me is the Braves. Who's getting the saves for the Braves? Good question. I don't trust anybody. <laughs> I think it's probably Minter still. Uh, he got, this guy, you know, came in and got the save on the day they clenched, actually. He was on the mound where they clenched six, uh, his first save since coming off the DL, but that's because Minter threw a lot of pitches the day before, had thrown a lot of pitches the day before. And, uh, he's, he's been kind of shaky lately. Yeah. I don't know that he deserves to be the closer anymore, but I don't know that there's a clear alternative. I mean, I guess this guy, you know, is the best bet. The bullpen is a real issue for the Braves going into going into the playoffs because a lot of the guys they've relied on all season are fading here. Yeah, and then Shane Carl got a save for them on Sunday. I don't think that's like a thing, but it it did happen. Um, other than that, Scott Scott. Uh, Jinxed Ty Buttry a little bit. He had a terrible outing in the eighth inning against Houston at Houston on Saturday. He gave up four and runs. Did not record an out. Uh, it's a yeah. Ken Giles syndrome. I guess so. 
Uh, Trevor May got a four-out save. That was his first of the season. Trevor, Trevor Hildenberger threw 23 pitches the day before. I don't know how many people that really matters for, but I, I would guess Hildenberger still the closer there. And Robert Gazelman got a save on Friday. Anthony Swarzak got a five-out save on Sunday. The Mets are kind of annoying like that. But it's probably Gazelman if you want one guy in that bullpen. All right, so before we get into more starts and sits, I do want to take one quick little detour for a little bit of regulation. Let's do this. Fantasy regulators time. An email from a very sad commissioner. Let's cheer him up. I'm really hoping you can help me out. I am the commissioner of a league that has a potential cheater in a semifinal matchup. Dot, dot, dot. It is a weekly scoring league that limits you to 14 starting pitchers per week. For that reason, many people stream pitchers throughout the week and get to that limit. Sunday is usually a mess because everyone is scraping for any starting pitchers that are left. This past week, in a semifinal matchup, one player started 17 pitchers, even though the rule of 14 pitchers was still intact. Turns out, he was aware of a rule. As long as you were only at 13 or 14 starting pitchers going into Sunday, you could add as many as you wanted for the last day. What I need you guys to decide is, is it unfair that this player exceeded the limit when no one else was aware you could do this, or is it okay because he knew something that no one else did and the system allowed it? The league is in jeopardy and everyone is getting a refund because no one can decide. Oh, so the rule the rule was legitimately supposed to be 14, but you were kind of depending on your service provider to police that for you, and he found like a loophole. I'm that, I'm pretty sure I, I know that? which website this is because I have played on that website and I've experienced that. And it was the first time I played there. Yeah, so it's like you could go into this final. You can go into Sunday. There's a 14 start limit, you, but it basically just means that you just have to have, be at that limit entering Sunday, and then you can exceed it by as much as you want. By the well, way, there's a, there's a difference between what the rule is and what it the the the. the, the provider allows you to do because those aren't necessarily the same i mean ultimately it's the commissioner's job to enforce the rules and if your fantasy service provider isn't doing it for you then you need to you know that's something you have to monitor and it's the commissioner's job ultimately if if that's if that's the rule and everybody understands that to be the rule and this guy just found a loophole um then i i think you need to you're going to have to do more work as the commissioner going forward. What do you do right now? This is a um, tough one. I, I personally would allow it. Um, and, and what I would do is, gosh, well, part, I don't know. Well, part really of the problem is if, if, if you just discovered this issue, you have no idea how many matchups previously this season were impacted by it. That's true. So it's one thing to just say, oh, it doesn't count this time, but... I mean, maybe maybe other people in the league benefited from it accidentally in the past. Um, I I don't know. I, this is a really tough call. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody's getting a refund. I don't know that that's fair to anybody who wins the league. Maybe you split the difference and you refund half the money and you play out the rest for half the money. Um. So I would say that this guy didn't really break any rules unless unless you feel in your mind as the commissioner that everybody knows the rule, that you cannot start yeah. more than 14 people. If you think that he just exploited a loophole, 
then uh then I guess I would I guess I would uh punish him and well not gosh I mean I don't I'm really this is the hardest one we've had like I don't know because because a lot of times is if you're a commissioner um you can just set up the league and kind of let it run itself and if you're never really reiterating or bringing attention to these rules you can't really I, I don't think you can expect people to just to police themselves because they just don't know you know oh the, oh it, it lets me do this so i guess it's legal like i think that happens a lot in leagues but if this is something that you've been harping on for years and uh, you know reiterating over and over again and you feel like this guy just consciously violated it then i think you have to step in and do something but otherwise i think you have to allow it and just make this a a point of emphasis going forward yeah, maybe. I know it's so weak, but if you're refunding all the money, maybe refund half the money. Because I'm not sure he cheated. He just kind of... It, this is a really tough one. Very tough one. And I'm sorry. We did a terrible job. I shouldn't even play the music, but that's the only reason why people listen to the show. So consider that one very, very poorly regulated. And good luck to you and the rest of your league. All we did right. the best we could. Scott picked up Joey Wendell. Joey Wendell, yeah. You did pick up. Do you think uh, he had a big week? He had like 38 fantasy points. Um, are you starting Joey Wendell? This was in a Roto League. I am because my shortstop all season has been Scott Kingery because 12-team Roto League, there have just been no shortstops available all season long. And uh, your, your he's the best I could do. Good matchups for the race. I don't love him this week, but he's the best I could do. I haven't even seen oh Heath is crushing that league. He is. Wow, Heath with a big big year for Heath Cummings. Congrats, Heath. Um other hitters, we talked about Robles, we talked about Mondesi. Yuli Guriel has ten hits in his last four games. He scored forty fantasy points last week. He's been hot. I don't really trust I don't think he's that good of a hitter, Scott. Yuli Guriel. So I don't know that I want to chase it, but he's seventy percent of him. What do you think? Astros have great matchups this week, and yeah, it was a huge weekend, 10 for 18 with three home runs. Uh, I I would consider him a sleeper for the final week. He makes a lot of contact, if nothing else. He's been playing every day. Actually, I've been playing a little more regularly than White, Tyler White, though it's not like White's suddenly reserve again. He's just, when whenever they've given Gattis a start, it's been White who sat instead of Guriel lately. And Hunter Renfro. You know, Hunter Renfro just like, it's been solid. So if you're desperate, you need an out. You don't have to be desperate. If you lost Starling Marte, if you are worried about your guy sitting or something like that, you need someone. Hunter Renfro has been really good. He homered twice over the weekend. He's 46% owned. Take a look at the most added list here. Mike Montgomery is currently scheduled to face Pittsburgh and St. Louis. He is the most added player, and Mike Montgomery is now 42% owned. And seems like a terrible idea to me. His last start was great. Six innings, one run, eight strikeouts. That was his first quality start since August 7th. Um, yeah, I don't know. Seems like a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I would agree. All right. Uh, we got Ostudio on the most out of list. He's number two. Luke Voigt is number three. He's 47% owned. Brett Anderson. I mean, Brett Anderson is just... Not a very good pitcher. And he's on the most added list. And I don't, oh, there he is. At Seattle and at, at the, the Angels. And he's most added, but he's most added up to 34%. 
I mean, it's true. A lot of leagues, I guess, are not even playing at this point. So maybe people are reaching too much for the second start. It's a bad idea. Yeah, especially when, as Scott keeps saying, it's no guarantee these guys are going to make their second starts. No, you're going to feel really bad if he doesn't. Yeah. Okay, so who else was on the most added list? Ty Buttry, 16% own. Uh, Derek Holland, Josh James, 18% own. Okay, we've covered it. Cody Reed, 7% own. All oh, right. look, J- James's name has already been changed to Josh. Oh, beautiful. On CBS Sports. So you can look him up by his the name he goes by. Scott, are and you— And not the name his mother calls him. Are you excited yes. by the— uh you excited about the Braves or what? Of course I am. Yeah. This is, I mean, they, there was three years of being, uh, purposely bad. That's pretty good for a rebuild. That is, that is one of the faster rebuild jobs I can remember. And I was not expecting them to be in the playoffs going into this year. I thought this was the year that they'd flirt with a wild card spot, probably finish right around 500. Um, so this is exciting. Now that being said, I don't think they're going to do anything in the playoffs. I'd be surprised if they made it past the first round. But still, it's it's going to be fun to watch my team in the playoffs again. And for me, I have to make the decision, you know, do I want the Yankees to win the wild card game and then have to experience the shame of losing to the Red Sox? Or just lose the wild card game and not have to deal with all the Boston bragging rights? So I'll be rooting for them to win, but I won't be as upset if they lose because I just know it'll save me from having to get really pissed off when they lose to the Red Sox. See, I'm becoming a much more sunny side up kind of guy, Scott, later in life. Sunny side up. Probably that uh blue apron. <laughs> there you go. Uh hey, also, if if we were in the nineteen forties and we were going to playoff baseball games, we would wear suits, because that's what people used to do, and it's really weird. Um, and we would want to wear an Indochino suit. Be the best looking person in the crowd. I love my Indochino suit. I've never had, not just a suit, but any piece of clothing fit me as well as my Indochino suit. And it's one of those things that you don't really know how important it is or how awesome it is to have custom clothing until you have custom clothing, until you have a suit that you're actually excited to put on. Because you know people are going to say, hey, nice suit. It's a, it's a nice feeling. And you personalize it. You get your little monogram on there. You choose every single detail, including the fabric, the color, uh, the lapel, the lining, the monogram, like I said. And it's really easy to do. You go to Indochino.com, and you browse. Pick your fabric, your customizations, your measurements. Submit your measurements. And you wait for your suit to arrive in just a few weeks. They also have showrooms in North America, so you can look online for those. Indochino.com. And we've got a great deal for you. Now, suits like this, they're usually 800 bucks or more. How about 379 for an Indochino suit? Go to Indochino.com, get your suit, and type in FBT at checkout. FBT is our promo code. That is 50% off for a made-to-measure premium suit. Free shipping. Go to Indochino.com and enter the promo code FBT. Get any premium suit for 379 with free shipping. And one more time, that promo code is FBT on Indochino.com. Dot com. All right, it is time to look at pitchers. And tell me, are you going to start? I'm just let's like not even get cute. Let's just go through it. Are you going to start any of these guys? Zach Godley at San Diego. Probably not. Yeah, he's been terrible, and he's actually faced San Diego twice recently, and they were both starts were bad. So 
I would not start Godley. Derek Rodriguez against the Dodgers. Probably not. Jake Arietta, either no. at Colorado or home against Atlanta. No. Rick Porcello, six straight starts of less than six innings and hasn't pitched very well in them either. He gets the Yankees at home this week. Rick Porcello. Nope. So no on Godley, no on Arietta, no on Porcello, and maybe on Derek Rodriguez. Just don't expect and, a lot of strikeouts. And it may be on Godley too. Okay. But okay. rather not. Uh, how about Julio Tehran? He'll be either at the Mets or at the Phillies. He actually pitched better in this game than the line would indicate. I believe Ronald Acuna lost the ball in the lights or something and led to two runs, but he ended up giving up four runs and six and a third. If, Tehran. It's been a pretty, pretty strong finish for Tehran, but, um, well, walks lately. I'd still rather not. He's probably third on this list though and likely how likely I'd be to start them. All right, I got to look up uh, Madison Bumgarner's matchup this week, but really hasn't been pitching all that well. Uh, that's the one matchup I don't have, so we can come back to it Madison It looks Bumgarner. like the Padres. Oh, okay. If not the Padres, it'd be the Diamondbacks. I'd start Bumgarner. Okay, start Bumgarner. Uh, fringy starting pitchers, they're owned in less than 80% of leagues. CC Sabathia, good against Tampa Bay, bad, or Baltimore rather, bad against everyone else lately. He'll be at Tampa Bay this week. Sabathia. No. Okay, yeah. No, don't start Nick Pavetta. Seven straight non-quality starts and he's at Colorado this week. How about Kyle Gibson against the White Sox? Last time he faced the White Sox was about a month ago. He gave up four runs and four and two thirds. Kyle Gibson. Yeah. Mm, I'd rather start him than Godley, I think that probably second on the, well, third on this list behind the two Giants, Bumgarner and Rodriguez. Okay, uh, Mike Miner, bad start against Seattle over the weekend, and it looks like he will be at Seattle again. He's actually been pretty bad against them this year, so if you have any questions about Miner, I think it's your excuse to sit him. Um, Jake Junis. Jake Junis will face Cleveland this weekend. Had a decent start at Detroit. Yeah, I wouldn't. He, the previous two starts, there were a bunch of home runs and, yeah, I'd rather not. Andrew Heaney, home against Texas this week. Uh, no. Nope. Okay. Um, more fringy starting pitchers, a little bit less owned. Wade LeBlanc, Wade Miley, and Lucas Giolito. Wade LeBlanc will be home against Texas. Wade Miley, coming off a bad start, will get Detroit this week. And Lucas Giolito will get Minnesota. I think you're wading into dangerous <laughs> waters here, Adam. And I would also say no to Giolito. All right, no for LeBlanc, no for Miley, no for Giolito. Let's go a little bit deeper. How about Adam Wainwright, who I think he gave up one run. Yeah, he gave up one run through six innings against the Giants. Oof, and I then know. He, then he gave up three in the seventh. I know. Uh, there, was, uh, there was somebody we were tweeting with this weekend, too. You had already said start Adam Wainwright, and I made a point to come in afterward and say you'd be crazy to start Adam Wainwright. <laughs> And I was sweating that one for those first few innings. It ended up not being such a great start. But the curveball has been a lot better. Would you say the matchup was against? Yeah, I didn't, but it's at the Cubs this week. Yeah. I, I, no, I don't trust them not. on the road. No. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Suarez against the Dodgers. No. Let's go a little bit deeper. Ryan Barucki oh, at Tampa Bay. <laughs> We're going deeper, and I keep saying no. Uh, at Tampa Bay for Barucki. Yeah, this one's not so bad. He's got a 198 ERA in his last four starts. He's faced 
Tampa Bay twice this week and he's pitched uh, this month and he's pitched well against them. Ryan Barucki, twenty three percent owned. Now, Rays can be sneaky. They can be sneaky. If they were in the NL, they'd probably be making the playoffs, right? I don't know. They're like six back of the A's. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it would. I don't think it would. No, I'm Barucki. Uh, Joe Ross, ten percent owned. He he'll either get the Marlins at home or Colorado on the road this week. <laughs> well, that makes a big difference, doesn't it? I would say no. No on Joe Ross. Trevor Richards at the Mets this week. I mean, I like him better than a lot of these pitchers we've, I've been saying no to. Um, not compared to like Bumgarner or Derek Hall, Derek Rodriguez, but I think he's up there with everybody else. Tommy Pannone, 4% owned at Tampa Bay this week. No. Ian Kennedy, home against Cleveland. It's been good since coming off the DL, but it, it would it would have to be a really favorable matchup for me to even think about it, and it's not. So then let's just take a look at the worst hitters, the worst lineups in baseball and who they're facing. So the Giants have Brian Mitchell, Robbie Erlin, Eric Lauer, Rich Hill, Hyunjin Ryu, and Clayton Kershaw. Uh, you're not getting any streamers there. Um, yeah, Scott, I don't know if you have an easier way to do this, but I'm going to look at well, the— I cut- Yeah, go ahead. I kind of went through it last night in picking out those sleepers, Richards. I mean, I included the Mets. I see you didn't. That's that's fine. I understand why you win it. Um, and I had Cody Reed going against the Royals. Uh, but otherwise, I didn't see a lot of great options. I could see Tanner Roark being available in some leagues. He has not pitched well, but he is facing the Marlins. Steven Matz is also facing the Marlins. Yep, Matz. Yep. I think Ivan Nova is going to face the Marlins potentially. I think they have a makeup game. I, they probably won't even end up playing that game since it'll be useless. Uh, I don't know how that's going to work. As far as the Royals go, let's take a look at their. So what do we? We got Roark, we got Mats. I don't know that I trust them though. Uh, maybe I think I probably trust Mats against the Marlins. Uh, Matt Harvey is facing the Royals, uh, yeah. and Cody Reed is facing the Royals. Yeah, between those two, I'd prefer Reed. I would not have a lot of faith in Harvey. All right, let's see who's facing the Tigers this week. And I apologize that we're sort of doing this on the fly. Better than nothing. The Tigers are facing, well, they got some TBDs, maybe some bullpen games against Minnesota. Jake Odorizzi, Zach Davies, Wade Miley, Chase Anderson. Yeah. Not feeling it. And I, we don't even know that Chase Anderson's going to start. He was he was scratched from his uh, his Monday start for reasons unknown. So he I had to remove him from the two star pitcher list. Uh, the Orioles are are basically a tonic for every struggling pitcher. So Nate Evaldi tonight is pretty interesting, Scott. Mm. Can't do it. <laughs> okay, but like Can't Sabathia and Lance Lynn turned in good starts against the Orioles. And they are pitching yeah, so many. James I'm not, Shields. I'm not willing to gamble on that magic with the kind of starts Avaldi has turned in lately. Okay. Um, the White Sox have Kyle Gibson. And then the, the Twins are going like bullpen, right? Like they're, they're opening. They're doing a lot of openers. They're doing some, yeah. Cause when I see the Twins on the schedules, like nobody seems to know who they're actually playing. 
Um, and then finally the Padres. Let's take a look at the Padres matchups. I know they've got the Giants this week. Ah, uh, the Padres are facing Derek Holland, who we've talked about. Not a bad option, even if he only gets one start. Chris Stratton, I doubt you're starting him. And then Zach Godley, Robbie Ray. I mean, they're not available, but they'll be tough calls for you. Okay, let's read some emails. Matt from Ottawa needs to win, Scott. Barucki, uh, rank these guys. Barucki at Tampa Bay, Keller against Cleveland, Glass now against Tampa, Tampa Bay, and Junis against Cleveland. Rank them. I would go Glassnow, Keller, Barucky, Junis. And are you going to start George Springer this week? I feel like he's been hitting pretty poorly. Uh, well, he was pretty. He was hot going into actually. The no, he had a good weekend. He had five RBIs okay. and a home run. Okay, big weekend. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he also mentions Rafael Devers. One thing to note with Devers is Eduardo Nunez and his health. If Nunez is back, that might put Devers on the bench. Uh, this is from Kaylin. He Kaylin. a couple times this weekend, Devers did. Yeah, Devers is yeah, maybe picking it up, but I don't know. They don't seem to love him. Caleb, in a Michael Caine voice, has but one last qu- I can't do Michael Caine. Scott Caine. Hang on. Hang on. I haven't been practicing this morning, but no, sir. No, that's not good. No, uh, I don't think I'm going to be able to find it quickly okay. enough. Oh, yeah, it's tough. Uh, needs one starting pitcher. Anibal Sanchez, Cody Reed, Josh James, Jose Arana, Ronaldo Lopez, or Ian Kennedy? Uh, I will go with Lopez. Ronaldo over Anibal Sanchez over Josh James. Um... Okay, let me think. I yeah. yeah, you know what? I would. That's a close call between those three: Lopez, Sanchez, and James. But it, I'll I'll say Lopez. Caleb also wants to know that Richard Rodriguez has been pitching lights out in the Pittsburgh bullpen. Yeah, I actually added him in an NL only roto league this weekend. Yeah, he's two percent owned. In the month of September, he has not allowed an earned run. He has two walks, seventeen strikeouts, and nine and two thirds. Richard Rodriguez. All right, need a little ERA and WHIP help. There you go. This is from Peter. I need six of the following eight, so sit two. All right, we're not sitting Clevenger. We're not sitting. Oh, we might sit Carrasco. What? Do we, did you get an update on Carrasco and if he's pitching? I no, I didn't. I didn't get any clarity there. Yeah, you might sit him. You're not sitting Granky. You're not sitting Marquez. You're not sitting Bueller. You're not sitting Castillo. So you have to sit two out of three: Carrasco, Pena, or Evaldi. Pena and Evaldi. You're going to start right. Carrasco? Yeah, over those two, yeah. But I don't know that he's starting. Well, he's definitely pitching. He's going to pitch, yeah. Okay. Um, from Luke. Dear Max, Herman, and Mr. Little Jeans. <laughs> that no sounds idea. like something fun. Like, sounds like Mr. Little Jeans. Oh, it's from Rushmore. Yeah. It's from what? Rushmore. Oh, okay. Gosh. Is that a Wes Anderson movie? I believe so. I just hate hate I, Wes Anderson. You know where I'm going with it. I just can't. <laughs> You're gonna go on a Wes Anderson rant now. Uh, who do I sit out of these players in the head-to-head categories league? Juan Soto, Reese Hoskins, Miguel Andujar, Quit Merrifield, 
Adalberto Mondesi or Jose Altuve? Who do I sit? I think you should sit. Miguel Andujar. From Josh, pick two of these closers. Gazelman, Givens, Peralta, Romo, Steckenrider, Butchery, Hirano. I will pick. Butchery is like my favorite. And maybe Romo. But they're about to get eliminated, but Romo's been getting a ton of saves lately. Yeah, I would go Romo and Hirano. Okay. Yeah, I, I worry a little bit about what the Diamondbacks are going to do this week and if they're just going to be terrible, but hard to chase wins when you're, it's hard to chase like teams that are going to win games when you're looking for saves. From Carter, do you know of any bullpen games other than Tampa and long relievers scheduled for this week? Carrasco. I, I mean, I, <laughs> yeah. That's the one. There are some. There are probably there are too many for me to name off the top of my head. All right, then we got an email from uh, somebody who was typing this while he drove. I didn't like that. But I'm going to answer it anyway. Wow. Standard scoring, but no negative points for K's. I need help. Who do I start at utility? Ahmed Rosario, Edwin Encarnacion, or Hunter Renfro? <laughs> Way to encourage him, Adam. Yeah, don't do that. I dude. would start. Who was it, White or Encarnacion or? No, you made that up. Rosario, Encarnacion or Renfro. Rosario, Encarnacion or Renfro. Well, Rosario's I'm, not I'm playing. Rosario. I'm at Rosario. Oh, okay. Encarnacion. Just start Encarnacion. All right, this is from Brian in California. Dear Grody, Chris, Teddy, and Vern. And that's a typo. It's supposed to be Gordy, Chris, Teddy, and Vern. Do you know what, okay. that, what that's from, Scott? Do, no. Do, do, do. Stand by me. There it is. Uh, I want to gamble on David Dahl this week with seven home games all against righties. Uh, But I need to bench Mondesi, Merrifield, Castellanos, Cruz, or Hanniger. What should I do? Uh, That's a big gamble because he has not been playing close to every day. I would not bench any of those five for him personally. But... You're going to force me to pick the least startable. No, you of could them? you could bench Dahl. Yeah, I think there's an That's obvious guy to bench if if you do, and it's Castellanos. Um, I mean, oh, he is coming off a huge week, but before that, he was struggling. Yeah. yeah, I I don't I couldn't justify any sitting any of those for Dahl. Sorry. And Peter in New York City City says, "Dear dirty rotten scoundrels, I'm Steve Martin, and Scott is Michael Kane." <laughs> Uh, please help me win my league by ranking the following five closers for saves. Giles, Hirano, Minter, Smith, and Butchery. Who's I don't who's know. Smith? Thank you for saying that because I had no idea who Smith was. <laughs> well. He's last. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to look it up now, but I don't want to start to slow the show down. So I'm going to say. That the rankings for these are none other than uh, Her- Giles, Hirano, Giles, Minter, Hirano, Butchery, Smith. Smith. Smith, who are you? We're pretty who much done, Scott. So we can, you know, he's he's not. He's. I know a man with a wooden leg named Smith. 
Is that a thing? You ever heard that one before? No. It was like the joke they kept telling to Mary Poppins. Come on. Oh, I never seen Mary Poppins. Maybe the when I was a kid. Punchline is what's the name? What? What? Maybe when I was a kid. What? <laughs> uh, what? Smith. Who the hell is Smith? Dodgers. I've gone through every team. The only thing I can think of is maybe the White Sox have a guy named Smith. What's the name of his other like? Wait, what? I know a man with a wooden leg named Smith. Oh, what's the name of his other leg? What's the name of his other leg? (laughs) It's Butchery. All right, thanks, everybody. Good luck. Get yourself a win. Get yourself a championship. Split your winnings with us. Or you can bring yourself probably what you're going to do. And for Scott, Scott, great season. We'll be back once a week in the off season. Talking fantasy baseball, looking ahead to 2019. Who's going to win the World Series, Scott? The Astros. I will take the Red Sox to win the World Series. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. And good luck.